Hi guys, thanks for tuning in to uh, the last episode of the Chordcast uh, for this season. Now normally I have a, a little dramatic reading of some words that relate to the program every week and that's where we kick it off from, um, but instead because this is just the last episode I just, just wanted to come out here and uh, be straight and upfront with y'all. This is going to be the last episode with me hosting and uh, on it, we've got a large panel of some of my some of my favorite chord people, which is all of the people at the chord who uh, were willing to come on. So that's good. Um, we're going to talk about relationships in university, and uh, we're just going to take a quick look back at the past year, and uh, just you know just discuss what has worked for us, what's been great, and uh, of course we're going to end it off with something good. So sit back. And, uh, and take a listen to the last episode of this incarnation of the Chordcast. speaking and do not necessarily uh, reflect the intentions of the content or the opinions of any other court staff or volunteers. So thanks for that and uh, enjoy listening. Hi everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the last episode of this season of the Chordcast, the Chords Weekly Podcast. I am your host Carlos Wild, and as always I am joined by, uh, well, by a larger number than usual uh, members of our editorial board, and uh, we're going to go around the room and introduce ourselves. Let's go clockwise here. Can you please introduce yourself, sir? My name is Jake. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm my uh, outgoing news editor. All right. I'm Shy, the outgoing arts and life editor. I'm Tanzil. I'm definitely not ex- as excited as Jake. <laughs> I don't think anybody in the world is excited. This is first podcast. Um, no. This is like the most emotion I've ever seen on Jake this entire year. Yeah. <laughs> it's all coming out now. All right, keep going around the room. Oh, I'm Saqib, the incoming creative director. I'm Pranav, the returning sports editor. I'm Curtis. That's all <laughs> the information you get. Steve oh, Dave. Okay, yeah. I'm the editor in chief for like another week or two. And I'm Sarah, the video editor. Awesome. Well, thanks to all of you for joining me in uh, in recording this last podcast here. We're going to have some fun. We're going to, obviously, we have a, a new issue coming out on Wednesday. It's going to be a great issue. Um, lots of great content in there that's definitely going to be worth checking out in issue and online. Now, normally, normally what we do in every episode is we go around the room and talk about um, a particular story in the new issue that we are excited about, that everybody reading should get excited about, except... We're not going to do that today. Instead, I would like each of you to tell me about one story from this past year that you have been excited about. Now, all of these are going to be available online, and uh, I'll see what I can do about linking to all of these stories. But, uh, Jake, tell us, what's, uh, what's one story from this past year that, uh, that you're still feeling pretty excited about? That one that you wrote, one that somebody else well, wrote? it's one you wrote, Mr. Carlos Lyle. Oh, the cool. uh, Ezra Street Retrospective, where you look through the history of Ezra. Okay. Very good piece. I like that a lot. Well, thank you very much. Uh, thank you. And uh, and uh, I, I really enjoyed your piece on uh, one cards. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hey, thank you. <laughs> thank you. 
<laughs> All right. Well, let's keep moving around the room here. Uh, Shy, tell us about uh, something, a piece from this year that you really enjoyed. Now, it doesn't have to be one of my pieces, but if it is, of course, that uh, that makes sense. Well, it's not. Okay. So. <laughs> the, uh, the listeners can't see the gun Carlos has. <laughs> um, it was definitely way earlier in the year when Dominic Aslan wrote about the best burritos in BW. It was quite the read. Now, what was the best burrito? Uh, it was, it turned out being holy guacamole, so I'm very loyal to holy guacamole, to those who know me. I used to work there. They have good burritos. It's and they don't local, charge for the guac, fresh, right? And they don't charge for the guac. And that's what, that's, that's what counts. That's what makes the best burrito place. Alright. So. Tanzeel, uh, best story from the year, please. Whew. Or one you're most excited about. It doesn't have to be the best. Well, there's so many, like, uh, designer was crazy fun to cover, from like a photographer's perspective. No, uh, no. There was Yates, Yates Cup, which we traveled, that was crazy. And there was curling, which was good. Good? Okay, <laughs> cool, yeah. That's that's a, that's a, that's that's a fact. Those were the most memorable uh, times with the court. Perfect. And uh, Sakib? Yeah, um, as a photographer, I think Daniel Caesar was like the best thing I've done. It was super exciting. Uh, the pictures came out super good, crispy. I love them. Probably the best set I've done in a while. Cool, and that's going to be in the new issue, yes, actually. So that works it will out be. Too. I'm very excited to see it. It was a great concert, super chill, awesome. great guy. And yeah. you were the bang. Cool. You cool. met him? Huh? You met him? Uh, he didn't let us meet him. Uh, we, we did get kicked out of the pit because there was too many people there. So. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, so one of the craziest moments uh, this year for us was when uh, our copies got ripped up. Yeah. that one weekend. Uh, I think one of my favorite pieces was the one that Shai wrote about um, things that you can do with our newspapers. <laughs> and what, yes. what were those? Does anyone remember? What were um, the... Make a hat. Yeah, make a hat. Was make a raft? A yeah, yeah, you suggested make a raft. Tintil, you had a good one. It was like, what was that? Burn did all we? the copies instead. Did we not no. see? Like, did it we was like on the Escobar. Yeah. 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 We should have said paper mache. Paper mache. I feel like we didn't put that in there, but that would have been a good one. Yeah. Like, new, newsprint's perfect for paper mache. We but could we also go Pablo Escobar. Actually, so what I liked I'm was um, use it as wrapping paper. Yeah, that will like <laughs> <it>. Community <laughs> edition the, the that. Core yeah. Paper yeah. It's an aesthetic. Sarah, you go yeah. before me, because I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Anne. As a video person, one of my things to cover was definitely St. Patrick's Day or the elections process, but as far as the story... Um, and as a sorority member, I really liked the story of Jessica Platt, um, openly transgender woman in um, hockey. Cool, cool. Well, that's awesome. And Curtis, Me. last of all. Yes, I'm going to wrap this up. Uh, you guys are lucky because you're here, so I'm going to specifically call each one of you out, kind of. <laughs> but this doesn't mean that I'm not proud of everybody on the team. I just figured since we're all in the room. Carlos, that walk down Ezra story was phenomenal. And, like, it was the perfect sort of precursor to the party. It kind of, like give you some good background before I went down. It was amazing. Jake, I got to watch. Jake's already a pretty damn good writer. Like, he's got this, like, mechanical do-it-by-the-books approach that's, like, fantastic, but I got to watch him become a photographer this year and take lots yeah. of good pictures, so... Sorry for my language. I'm super excited. <laughs> Shy, I watched Shy write. Like, she always blows me away with her pieces, but she had a piece called Exploring Intimacy. Obviously, I was going to call that out because it was like my favorite story this year. It was yeah. amazing. That was a major highlight for sure. Um, mm -hmm. You three? 
You guys did something. I watched Tanzio. I watched Tanzio go from being photo editor to uh, creative director, and like I kind of like worked really closely with him. And I watched him put like some of our best covers. Honestly, like some of the best covers that we did were in the, the past few months, and I was just super proud to see him go from like kind of stepping up in the roles. Uh, Sad Man was like he kind of joined the team late this year, and like. He's like one of the best edition, best last minute editions you could have possibly asked for. Like, I, all his work's good, so I can't specifically call anything out right now. But I know he's having fun. Um, the first thing we shot together was that Ram Riddle show, was it, or was it? Um, no, 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 it was a uh, Big Sugar. Yeah, Big Sugar, and I was just like, damn, like the pictures he took were amazing, and like he didn't even need to be on stage. Like he just gets good shots no matter where he's at. So that was phenomenal. Obviously, Pranab's story about Jessica Flat was. A huge one this year that was like very close in the running for our best story of the year and then Sarah honestly seeing all Sarah's writing and how much people engage with it kind of blew my mind like just knowing how connected she is at Laurier I'm sure there's people that are going to listen to this just because Sarah's on it and like <laughs> hello to all those people and <laughs> each, each and every person brought something so important to the team this year that just made it so special I'm getting all sentimental about it now it's sweet but yeah I did some cool stuff too but we'll you did some great. You did a great job with the, uh, with the paper this year. So moving forward, let's talk a little bit about university relationships. All right. Um, now, <laughs> Sarah Sarah's is excited. That's is, why Sarah's here. Sarah's, I'm so stoked. <laughs> now Sarah is the, the most excited here. Now I did write a piece for the uh, the upcoming issue that does look at the value of university relationships and are they more. Uh, are they more prone to uh, to breaking up and things like that? But now, obviously, Sarah, you obviously have something that you want to say, and I really want to hear it. So can you kick us off here? What are your thoughts? What's going on in your head? Well, I've never been in a relationship, but I'm on Tinder, so <laughs> look for me, everyone. Um, but yeah, that's, that's all I got right at Guys, hit her up. <laughs> well, don't you just wipe left on most people, though? Okay, okay. You got you to gotta put her out First impressions are, are very What's crucial. Your, so we make a good first impression, and um, we'll see where that I goes. I really going through it with you, and like you're swiping left on all guys. I would never <laughs> consider swiping left on. You gotta know your stressful. type. You gotta know who you're looking yeah. for, and know your values. You gotta be true to yourself, um, and then <laughs> swipe <laughs> when you're willing. Now, Sarah, Sarah, can I can I ask you just sort of to, to inform us a little bit more on the context of university relationships here? Yes. And just because I kind of I kind of uh, I mean, obviously you are a beautiful girl and you oh, are you. very kind, great to be around, a very nice person, and you are very active on the online dating applications. So, can you please tell me why you believe it is that you have not been in a relationship, if that's not too personal? No, I, I'm pretty open. Okay. Um, for me personally, I think I don't put the effort into people that I don't have to see all the time. Mm -hmm. So if it's someone that I match with on Tinder, I, I don't really continue on the, the connection mm -hmm. um, unless there's something really there. I'm way too busy to, to focus on something um, that I'm not going to... Fair enough. It's Fair not going to be part of my daily life. Yeah. Now, Already. All or nothing, fam. Yeah. <laughs> all or nothing. Now, can I just Feel ask? It. Can I just ask all of you in here, whoever's got a thought, uh, let me know. But obviously, much of our relationships and how those are formed um, 
has been replaced by dating apps which have their own issues, their own problems, whatever. But has anyone here been in a relationship with a person that they have met in real life, not on the internet? Can I tell a story about this that involves Jake kind of too? You, you, <laughs> definitely, <laughs> you definitely can, but did nobody put up a hand? Did, did, is nobody... Has that never happened to anybody? Have none of you been in relationships with people uh, that you have? I worked with I mean, a girl and then dated her one time. Yeah. Define relationship. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm okay. Well, just like, one year the story. Is this, like, university-specific? Sure, sure. Well, I mean, that's the thing. is, you are in the university context, it's just, are all of your romantic uh, interactions, are those based off of your online interactions, or have any of those things actually formed for you in real life? I think um, I can never form, like, a connection from, like, an online interaction. Mm-hmm. Like, you can talk to someone a whole bunch and be like, oh, fuck. I love talking to this person, but, like, every, even, like, so many times I would match with someone when I used Tinder, and then I'd, like, talk to them for, like, three days straight, like, messages every minute, and mm-hmm. then I'd meet them and just be like, weird, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 100%. And then, I like, also the, the, the opposite, I would talk to someone, like, sporadically on instant messenger or whatever and then I meet them in person and all of a sudden be like holy I want to talk to this person all the time Mm -hmm. so so yeah I think it's a mixed bag for me personally (laughs) but um, I try to like I tend to skew away from meeting people on dating apps because the stigma that surrounds that Mm -hmm. but can I tell my story now Uh, yeah yeah absolutely absolutely, so my girlfriend who I'm dating now Pretty sure she matched with Jake on Tinder because we can't figure out who else it would have been. Yeah, it was. And Jake unmatched my girlfriend. Oh, okay. oh. oh. all right, yeah. Okay. And then, so my girlfriend is friends with uh, the old editor from the Community Edition, Megan, who used to be in this very office here. Mm-hmm. And she was like, Yo, you work with the guy from the court. He unmatched me on Tinder, and I was like, that's a lie, because I didn't do that, <laughs> basically. And then, um, so I messaged her, and I told her on Facebook, I was like, that's a lie. And then, now we're dating. Nice. Wow. So, Be bold, people. Like, it did kind of start because of Tinder, but it was sort of like the anti, it's like the anti-hero version of Tinder. You know? mm-hmm. Sounds yeah. like it started because of Jake. <laughs> Can I take credit for this? Um, I, I, I'll, I'll cite you if, if we get married. I feel like cite me. Yeah. <laughs> if it's not in Vegas, you'll be able to invite 100%. Now, has anyone in this room been in a uh, an either very successful or a very unsuccessful university relationship that you can tell us about? You know, I mean, I'm in a relationship right now, and I think it's interesting just, you know, talking about how so much, how we depend on social media um, and apps like Tinder to find people, but, you know, I think another issue worth looking into is how much we depend on these services to keep relationships going, mm-hmm. and I've kind of, uh, fam- well, not famously, but just people among <laughs> the corporate know yeah. that I've kind of abstained from social media. So I went from talking to my, Snapchatting my girlfriend multiple times a day, staying in constant conversation, constant contact, to basically only talking to her when I see her in person. Mm -hmm. And I think that's made things stronger with us. Okay. That's that's my take. Okay. Wait, so. How do you tell her that you love her when you're not with her? (laughs) Do you send letters? Well, we still text. How how do you manage, like, communication? Well, we still text. Okay. It's just not. How are you, dude, how are you dating if she's not in your profile picture on Facebook? (laughs) <laughs> well, I have a teddy bear in my profile. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. But what about like snapping? I don't have Snapchat. I know, but like that's a key you part send of pictures university. Via text. 
I think, some tips. I don't know. I think when you <laughs> in, when you save all your stories and tell them to someone in person, you know, you have a lot more to talk about and you're more excited to see them than if, you know, the minute something tiny happens, you share it and you text it to them. Because that way when you do see each other in person, you have nothing to say. Like, holy fuck, I have so much to say to you because so much shit went down. <laughs> let me tell you about this. Let me tell you about yeah. my lunch. I get that. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you kind of got to hold off, honestly, and then it's more exciting to see the person. Yeah. Sounds mm-hmm. interesting. I should write a story about that. But then, well, wait. it's too late now. Well, yeah. yeah. You. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. So, like, you know how social media like helps us understand, like, be more clear with each other, like where everyone is at all times. Mm-hmm. How do you maintain that? Like, does she trust you at all times? Yeah. <laughs> like I saw you on active on Facebook three hours ago, and I texted you four hours ago. No. What the. F- <laughs> no, that's like a me thing. That's you like opened, you opened my snap, but you didn't snap back. Yeah, oh, what's up with that? There's nothing. I don't know. It's just kind of we're both busy people and we're adults. Yeah. I think that there's a level of trust that you would need to have in a relationship like that, as opposed to many other university relationships that would depend on obsessing over little details yeah, like that. People but. are like, "Where are you right now? Facetime me. Show me where you are." <laughs> Is that something you've experienced? Is that something anyone here has experienced in a relationship? Can you tell us about that? High school. Okay. Like it was, uh, I was with my friends, and I was supposed to meet my girl at that time. But mm-hmm. then I was Snapchatting, being with my friends, and she was like, "When are you coming?" I was like, "I didn't reply to her because I because for- I forgot. I genuinely forgot because I was having a good time with my buddies, and and then like she got mad and she's like, "Call me right now." I'm like, "Oh shit." And then, and then she started yelling at me. I'm like, I'm at my friend's house. Can you not? Mm-hmm. And then she's like, I'm coming there right now. I'm like, not. Like, and then I ran away. Now, do you think? Do you think in your experience and from and from the rest of you too, just from what you've seen and what you've reflected on, do you see university relationships as being significantly different from high school relationships? But also at the same time, do you see them as being significantly different from adult relationships, relationships that you see in people who are not in post secondary education? Um, anybody else have any thoughts before we go to Curtis Stansiel? Uh, you want you want my opinion? Yeah, yeah from all the relationships I haven't been in. From what from what you've seen, from what you've observed, like from people watching, from yes. people that you people know, watching. <laughs> people watching. Yeah, people watching. That sounds a lot creepier when I say that. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it looks like it seems like people who are older don't really care about like tiny little things and are not so insecure all the time. Mm-hmm. Compared to everyone who's younger, and they always want to know what's going on about everything right. all the time, mm-hmm. and everyone's always frustrated. Yeah, that's <laughs> deep. Well, the way I see it is like university is a time where like we're going through a lot of changes. <laughs> I'm going uh, so like you're like uh, you're like finding yourself and everything, Completely. you know? Like you're tr- trying to decide who you're going to be for the rest of your life, mm-hmm. and relationships during that time can get really complicated. Where in high school, it's like I don't know hormonal and emotional and very Twilight-esque. Mm-hmm. Then, I don't know, when you're an adult, you know who you are, you know who you want to be, you know well, what like you're working toward. Well, you hope that you know who you are. Yeah, are. God, I hope I know who I'm going to be in, like, two years. So, <laughs> the rest of my life. university is like a four-year character selection screen. And <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like a skater on Tony Hawk. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's why I you users. Yes. Isn't that what high school is, though? Mm. University is just, all you know, of, a distilled All of life is like... Okay, it's okay. Life is a big... Character development screen. Yeah. Now you had something you were hungry to say. What was yeah. that, Curtis? Yeah, we talked about this uh, during our like 
it was not sex issue. We did kind of like a self love thing themed issue because I was like, man, let's not make this all sexualized and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I wrote this editorial. A couple people were like, yo, man, that was pretty good. I, it was some good insight. I was just talking about how all the relationships I had in university went to absolute shit because I was like trying to manage all these other people's problems and my own problems, and then they're like trying to manage your problems and their problems, and like, just like, yeah, we just were gro- like every relationship I was in, we were like headed in the right direction for like a little bit and then we just started growing in the wrong direction and none of us would acknowledge that Mm -hmm. and that kept happening in every relationship I was in and then as soon as I finished school and I was like sure about what I wanted to do and who I was and shit then relationships made more sense to me and I was like more confident in myself and I was like less concerned with what other people were doing Mm -hmm. so I mean my perspective on that is like as an 18 year old trying to figure that out was really complicated and that's when a lot of people that's where a lot of people are at when they get into school mm-hmm. but like if you're Carlos here's our example here Carlos do you want I'm not gonna say your girlfriend's name but I know like you you guys started dating before you were in university right well I've been a part time student for a while but that's what I mean though time, like you're yeah. you were like a little bit more established as an individual in like who you are and what you want to be mm-hmm. before you get into school so that's why I see someone as you in more in more of a positive relationship than someone who's like 18 and is like I don't know what the fuck I want to do. I don't know what's going on. They get in a relationship with the first person they meet, and it goes all toxic. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I just think of you as the example of, like, this is a person in university who's in, like, a positive relationship where they're, like, mutually beneficial, and then students get in, and they're like, let's for, let, let's ignore our classes together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what I did in first year. I'm, I'm, I'm done rambling. But that's good. You know what uh, I mean? All right, so continuing along with that thought, uh, Tanzil, did you say that you had you had some thoughts? Yeah, because uh, everyone was talking about how you changed as a person in university. Just even looking back at like the friends I had in the start of first year, compared to as like the end of second year, it just I would hung out with people, just random people, and just didn't really know what I was doing here mm-hmm. because you're just thrown into this environment, surrounded by thousands of people, paying for your own living for the first time ever, mm-hmm. and it's like why am I here most of the time? So you're just trying to do what everyone's doing and then eventually you start to figure yourself out. You completely change as a person. So I can see why so many, like as you, so many relationships and university just go, end up going to share because you don't really know who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I kind of just said what Curtis said. Yeah, yeah. No, but that's, that's <laughs> yeah. fine. No, you've, you've, you've reworded it. That's fine. Pranav, did you have any thoughts? Yeah, I just wanted to add on to what Curtis and Tanzil said, I guess, is be, um, like at least from what I've seen in universities that like, Usually people, it's like a big jump, at least it was for me from high school to university in terms of workload. So if you're trying to get into a relationship, it's like not only do you have to care about that person, you have to take care of all of your own crap. Not saying that people, when they graduate, don't aren't just as busy once mm-hmm. they graduate, but I feel like once you once you get out of university, you won't prepare for that type of thing. Mm-hmm. So. I feel like um, we all say that we have so much going on, but then we see examples of people making it through university and their relationships and then they're like you just gotta find time I'm like if you care enough you'll make time I'm like mm-hmm. how like mm-hmm. it depends from person to person I guess like some people w- would be willing to sacrifice some of their time doing other stuff whereas some other people would be like no I want to experiment mm-hmm. I think that's where university differs because like no one's controlling you anymore mm-hmm. so like no one's telling you what you should do with your time you just have to kind of figure it out and then some people just want to use it to do something for themselves. Some people want to put it into other people. Mm-hmm. I guess that's where it differs, like, biggest. Because, like, time is the biggest, most important thing 
yeah. time and effort. So Absolutely. the most time and effort you put into something, the bigger it will grow. Mm-hmm. So like, once you come into university, your time is like split into so many different ways. For sure, yeah. And just your energy is like changing every time. So. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's not like you don't. It's not that you don't have enough time for a relationship. It's just that you have to stop doing something else. Yeah. And then yeah. yeah. Like y- you have to change your attention, and drive it to, like to other places. Cause like in high school. You remember when we used to like wake up early in the morning, go to school, spend all day, and then come home, do all this. Here, our classes are like so sp- separated. Like you wake up early in the morning, and then you have another class late in the day. But then, what do you do in the middle of the day? You can't. You might not be able to hang out with your girlfriend or significant other just mm-hmm. because they have classes. So like, finding that balance is way harder. I feel like so. Just trying to find the structure of your life and fit somebody mm-hmm. in. Sarah, did you have any thoughts? I have a lot of thoughts. Yeah, well, I thought well, you okay, might. Okay. One thing is that like high school and university are like a little bubble, and so when people are talking about like thinking about what other people are thinking, like you, that whole little bubble of a community, like there's no, I'm gonna anonymity. Anonymity. Like you can't be can't be like a little ghost walking around like you can once you leave that campus bubble. Um, which I feel allows for people to have their own relationships and be their own person um, without having so many people that you're going to see daily interacting with mm-hmm. your life and wanting to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And uh, just to finish off this section here, Shai, did you have any additional thoughts? Um, not really. I mean, I never date people who are in university. I always tend to date people who are outside of the university atmosphere just because I like that switch like that for yeah. finally someone who's not talking about school and everything so no I have nothing to add Excellent. well that's good that's good um, now it would be nice to continue talking about a whole bunch of other stuff here but we do have to keep the podcast from going too long and we do actually have to go into the last section the most important section do of the podcast yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we have to go to the most important section of the podcast which is how we finish it every single time now Curtis will not be involved in this he had to leave um but something good. Uh, what something good is, uh, Sakib, I guess you haven't been on the podcast before. Uh, what something good is, is I just get you guys to tell me about something good from your life, something that you've seen, experienced, watched, whatever it is. Uh, just something that you remember from the past week that you want to keep with you. And uh, let's end this program and this season uh, and this year at the Cord on a real positive note. So, Jake, can you please tell me about something good? Anything good? Yeah, sure. And you know what? We can even extend it to something good from the past year if you really want to. Just something you want to keep with you. Um, if you I'd need a second to think about it, that's okay. Something good were all the awesome people I got to work with at the court. Mm-hmm. I'm really glad I made I'm serious. You just, this morning. You, this morning. You, you I know stole my idea. <laughs> hey. But uh, yeah, you guys are really awesome and I hope we stay in touch for years to come. Mm-hmm. So something good, you guys. Uh-huh. I'll text you my number. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'll snap it to you. Um, <laughs> what uh, what's something good for you, Shai? Uh, I guess mine's an experience. Mine's also corny. I think we're all gonna be corny. Okay. Um, so I was fairly sad this weekend, knowing that I'm leaving the court and everything. You end up building like really great relationships and having really good friends. So Garrison, the web director, he like sent me a really long, really nice message telling me how I'm like a good friend for him and everything. And he was like, "Your happiness and everything." Oh, it just made me cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gary. Uh, yeah, no, was, we just had a nice long conversation about friendships and what friendships mean outside of the court and how we 
have all built like really strong friendships here. Mm-hmm. That's my good experience. Awesome. And Tanny Boy. Oh, man, these guys are just raising the benchmark all the way around. <laughs> yeah. Yours is like, I ate a sandwich today. <laughs> <laughs> I had pizza. I, I had food today. Yeah. I well, yeah, I guess just like working here it just like becomes a part of your life so much that you don't think about it just ending so suddenly mm-hmm. because like even like tomorrow night we're just gonna be working like really hard to like one or two in the night and then just then just gonna be f-ing over forever mm-hmm. so like i guess just yeah working here just like completely changed what i my life plan was as a whole after coming to uni because i just thought i would just be doing what everyone else is doing yeah. and wasting most of their time and then you just end up doing this and having like thousands of people view the work you make with all these amazing people every week mm-hmm. and just like gratifying and just change your perspective on things. You kept it at least the same level, so the pressure's on for Sakib. Jeez. Uh, um, I mean, I joined the court a bit late. I mean, I got just one semester compared to everyone else, but I'm very excited to be working continue working with the court uh, next year and I'm just like super excited I'm really grateful for the, all the people that I've met um, I might not have made the same level of connection with everyone but I'm just like super grateful to have met these people like once I joined the court I started reading individual um, articles and like understanding how everyone is and like the more I started reading these articles I realized how talented everyone is and it just made me want to work harder and it just motivated me to be a better person in general and in like it's just such a nice like place to be you mm-hmm. want to s- be here work here it's just calm peaceful even though sometimes it's reckless exciting loud um, that's just how it should be and um, I mean the people who aren't gonna be here I will definitely miss them um, Danzil, Shai, Jake, um, everybody uh, It'll, it'll definitely you too. Carlos, <laughs> 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 I was waiting on that. <laughs> 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 and it's part of Yeah. Carlos <laughs> <laughs> too, but like, yeah. Um, every individual is just so amazing and great. Um, I appreciate all your existence. Appreciate like <laughs> you guys, like being part of my life story in some way or other. So yeah, that's it. Awesome. And uh, Pernod, Pernod. Yeah, so uh, for everyone who doesn't know me, uh, Tanzil and Garrison went to cover curling for six days in Alberta last week. Mm-hmm. And obviously it was great seeing the athletes compete and doing their best, and they were really happy. But to me, the best part was seeing all the athletes' parents there. Um, and like, no matter, like the Laurier team didn't do that great, but their parents were always so happy, always smiling, and they're always supporting them. So it kind of made me realize that no matter what you achieve in life and how happy you are um, or how proud you are going to be of yourself, um, your parents will always be happier for you. So that's just kind of extra motivation for me, I guess, going into the future. Hmm, that's awesome. And Sarah, something good. Okay, this is so much pressure. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Well, something, open. first of all, that's good is that there was this guy in high school, and um, through all of my connections, basically it starts with him, and I wouldn't be at the court if it wasn't for this guy. Um, and I am so thankful for all of the things that I've learned. I've improved on my own skills. I've seen so many amazing people come together, um, to produce awesome content. And I am incredibly thankful to be a part of this team. That's awesome. And for me, I'll finish up with a something good. Honestly, something good for me this past year was creating, hosting, uh, and producing this podcast every week. It's been a really great experience, a great 
way to talk to all of you a little bit more in a little uh, a slightly more intimate setting than just a than just a, a regular conversation in the room out there, whatever. Um, but it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot, it's been a lot of fun, and uh, it sounds like the podcast is probably going to continue next year with a different host. Um, so I'm really I'm really excited to have contributed that to this publication, and I'm really looking forward to hearing how that turns out. Um, so that's going to bring us to the end of the final episode of the Cordcast with me at the helm. Um, Thank you to all of you for listening. Uh, thank you to all of you for coming and being on uh, on the final episode. It's been a lot of fun. Glad to have you all here. And uh, if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, don't email me because I'm not going to do it. So um, I don't know. Figure figure it out. Send them to uh, Curtis. <laughs> Send them to Jake, yeah. especially the most vitriolic comments. Send them to Jake in his social media accounts. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, awesome. Well, that's that's been great. Thanks to all of you. Thanks again, everybody. And uh, be safe. Have a great summer. And uh, live your lives. Peace! <laughs> Big thank you to all the staff and volunteers for making this program possible over the past year here at Volusip and the Korg. Uh, our music 